Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Thursday, January 11th. Grayscale's CEO sees a spot Bitcoin ETF as a first step towards normalizing crypto, and Google cuts hundreds of jobs in its voice assistants, hardware teams, as Fitbit founders leave. Plus, we'll be discussing the biggest transportation news from CES 2024, including Honda's EVs and Hyundai's air taxi ambitions, and the U.S. approval of the first spot Bitcoin ETF applications for 11 issuers. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. In a landmark decision, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has approved all 11 standing applications for spot Bitcoin ETFs. This is a significant development in the world of cryptocurrency. Celeste, can you break down the implications of this? Absolutely, James. The approval of these spot Bitcoin ETFs is a major step forward for the cryptocurrency industry. Michael Sonnenschein, CEO of Grayscale Investments, one of the firms that filed for a Bitcoin spot ETF, has been anticipating this for a decade. Grayscale is known for its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which has now been converted into its new Bitcoin spot ETF product. Can you explain what a spot Bitcoin ETF is and how it differs from the crypto-focused ETFs we've seen in the past? Sure, James. Previously, the only crypto-focused ETFs in the U.S. were tied to futures contracts for Bitcoin and Ethereum. Spot-focused crypto ETFs, on the other hand, allow investors and institutions to invest in a crypto asset through a wrapper. When an investor buys shares in a spot-based ETF, they're buying shares of the fund that owns that asset, like BlackRock, instead of directly owning it. This provides investors with a regulated layer of protection. So it seems like this approval is a significant milestone for the industry. What led to this decision? Sunshine believes that the most critical event that led to these approvals was the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling in favor of Grayscale against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission in the case of a Bitcoin spot ETF in the summer of 2023. This decision overturned the SEC's previous denial order of uplifting GBTC into an ETF. Sun and Shine sees this as a moment of validation for the industry. It's clear that this is a significant development for the cryptocurrency industry. How do you think this will impact the market? There's a lot of pent-up demand for Bitcoin spot ETFs. Sun and Shine pointed out that there is about $30 trillion worth of advised wealth in the U.S. alone. The approval of these ETFs opens up a new regulated avenue for investors to get involved in cryptocurrency, which could potentially lead to a significant influx of capital into the market. This is indeed a monumental shift in the cryptocurrency landscape, and it will be interesting to see how this plays out in the coming months and years. Meanwhile, in a significant development, Google has laid off hundreds of employees across multiple divisions, including engineering and services. The affected divisions include the team behind the voice-activated Google Assistant and the Devices and Services PA team that manages hardware for Pixel, Nest, and Fitbit. Celeste, could you provide us with more details on this? Certainly, James. Google confirmed the layoffs but downplayed their significance, stating they were part of organizational changes aimed at efficiency and better alignment with product priorities. However, the Alphabet Worker Union has criticized these layoffs as needless, pointing out that Google continues to make billions while letting go of its employees. That's quite a statement from the union. 
Now, I understand that there are also some changes in the hardware division. Could you elaborate on that? Yes, Google has let go of most of its AR hardware team and will now work with other original equipment manufacturers, or OEMs. The company will now have one core hardware engineering team instead of separate teams working on Pixel, Fitbit, and Nest. This restructuring also sees the departure of Fitbit co-founders James Park and Eric Friedman. Park, in particular, played a crucial role in introducing the new Pixel watch line of smartwatches to Google's hardware lineup. That's a significant change in the hardware division. What about the Google Assistant team? Any changes there? Yes, Google has also let go of people working on the Google Assistant team. Last year, the company started infusing AI-powered features in Google Assistant through BARD in a bid to expand Assistant beyond voice. The layoffs in this team could potentially impact the future development of these features. It seems like Google is going through a significant restructuring. Have there been similar layoffs in the past? Indeed, there have been. Last year, Google had rolling layoffs in different teams, including the Waze mapping service in June, its recruiting team in September, and its news division in October. Google's latest company-wide layoff comes a year after the tech giant let go of approximately 12,000 roles, or 6% of its workforce, in January 2023. It's clear that Google is undergoing some major changes, and it will be interesting to see how these layoffs and restructuring efforts impact the company's future products and services. Speaking of innovation, CES 2024 has been a hotbed of automotive innovation with a particular focus on electric vehicles, flying cars, and AI. Celeste, can you give us a rundown of some of the highlights? Absolutely, James. Honda showcased its Zero Series EVs, the saloon and space hub concepts, which offer a sleeker design alternative to the thick, heavy EVs we're used to seeing. Honda is targeting a North American launch of the Zero Series lineup in 2026. That's interesting. And what about the flying vehicles? I heard something about a company called Pivotal. Yes, Pivotal, which is backed by Google co-founder Larry Page, has started selling its electric personal aircraft, the Helix. It's priced at $190,000 and the company plans to start shipping in June. That's quite a price tag. And there's another flying vehicle from Hyundai, isn't there? Indeed. Supernal, a Hyundai subsidiary, showcased its new SA2 electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. The company has big plans for this craft, intending to use it for a network of aerial taxis through a partnership with Uber Elevate. They're aiming for FAA approval in 2025 and a launch in 2028. Aerial taxis sound like something out of a sci-fi movie. What about the AI developments at the event? Volkswagen announced that it would be integrating the AI chatbot, ChatGPT, into its IDA voice assistant. This move is part of a broader trend towards software-defined vehicles, where software and AI play a crucial role in the vehicle's functionality. And what about Kia? I believe they've revealed a new EV lineup. Yes, Kia has revealed a modular EV lineup. Both the electric powertrain and the vehicle's tops are modular and connected through electromagnets. The three-row van, the Kia PV5, is targeting a price tag of approximately $35,000 and a 2025 launch. That's a lot of exciting developments. Any other notable highlights? Google Maps has added real-time battery information for EV owners. Android Auto will now provide a clear indication of your car's charge state, 
along with suggested charging stops and an estimation of how much charge will remain once you reach your destination. That's a useful feature for EV owners, and it's clear that CES 2024 has been a significant event for the automotive industry, with many exciting developments to look forward to. In another significant development, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has approved all 11 applications from spot Bitcoin ETF issuers, marking a potential watershed moment for the crypto industry. This could potentially make it easier for institutional investors and consumers alike to invest in Bitcoin. Celeste, can you break down the significance of this move? Absolutely, James. This approval is a major step forward for the crypto industry. Spot-based ETFs allow investors to indirectly own an asset. When an investor buys shares in a spot-based ETF, they're buying shares of the fund that owns that asset instead of directly owning it. This can make it easier for institutional investors and consumers to invest in Bitcoin as they don't have to deal with the complexities of owning and storing the digital asset directly. That's interesting. Can you tell us more about the issuers of these ETFs and what this means for them? Sure, James. The issuers include major financial institutions like BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, ARK 21 Shares Bitcoin ETF, Bitwise Bitcoin ETP Trust, Wisdom Tree Bitcoin Fund, FidelityWise Origin Bitcoin Trust, Vanek Bitcoin Trust, Invesco Galaxy Bitcoin ETF, Valkyrie Bitcoin Fund, Hashdex Bitcoin ETF, and Franklin Bitcoin ETF. They will be listed on major exchanges like the Chicago Board Options Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, and NASDAQ. The fees range from as low as 0.2% to as much as 1.5%, with some issuers offering introductory waivers with zero fees for a limited time. And how has the market reacted to this news? After the SEC approval, Bitcoin's price was slightly higher on the day, around $45,700, and is up 161.7% from the year-ago date, according to CoinMarketCap data. This approval could potentially lead to increased adoption of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, as it lends legitimacy to the space and makes it easier for investors to access these assets. This is indeed a significant development for the crypto industry. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for your insights, Celeste, and for tuning in to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.